Hello there, this is Evangelist Timothy Groover coming to you. This is the Word of the King. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 4, where the Word of the King is, There is power, and he may say unto him, What doest thou? Today on the Word of the King, we are going to be proclaiming Jesus Christ, the Reconciling Redeemer. Before we get started today on the Word of the King, just have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you, and I just want to thank you, dear God, for Jesus Christ, my reconciling Redeemer. Lord God, I thank you, dear God, that you make yourself personally known, dear God, to your creatures. Lord God, I thank you, dear God, that my body is the temple of your Holy Ghost tonight, and that I have you, my Abba, my Father in heaven, dear God, that I can cry out to. A way of the spirit of adoption, dear God, is one, ordained to eternal life, chosen to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Lamb, are you the living God, slain from the foundation of the world? Now, Father, I pray to you, God, for those who are listening to this broadcast that are already quickened by your Holy Spirit. I pray to you, God, that you would provoke them, dear God, all the more to love and to good works, and that they would go forth, appreciating all the more, dear God, how you have reconciled them unto yourself by Jesus Christ, the reconciling Redeemer. And for those, dear God, listening to this broadcast, who do not know yet, dear God, the reconciling power that is in the Redeemer, Jesus Christ, that they would know what it means to be reconciled to you, the living God, in and by faith of the reconciling Redeemer, Jesus Christ, by the time they are done. Here in this program, I pray that you grant them repentance to acknowledge the truth. And again, touch me, Lord God, all the more with a double anointing of your Holy Spirit, I pray. Be glorified. May Jesus Christ have the preeminence in all that is said and all that is done. In this edition of the Word of the King, I pray in Jesus' name. Starting off here in the Word of the King, before we get into passages of Scripture from the word of the Lord today, I would like to read to you, this comes from a writing entitled Questions and Answers About Hell, and the author of this has, in almost right in the middle of it, on page 18, something entitled The Day of Your Death, and I would like to read this to you, and keep in mind, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked, we're told in Jeremiah 17, verse 9. Romans 3.10 declares, There is none righteous, no, not one. And we're told in uh, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, And as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. Jesus Christ himself declared that every idle word and every idle deed, men would give an account thereof in that day. We shall all give an account of ourselves to God. But the day of your death, and I read, this is from questions and answers about Hell, written by this one author. The day of your death, friend, will you ponder some words of truth? Though you be up in years, or yet in your south, with each passing day your life spins by, death creeps closer till it's your turn to die. On your bed of death, the thought comes to mind. All your dear loved ones you must leave behind. They speak words of comfort. And try not to cry. There is no comfort. It's your turn to die. As you reflect upon many wasted years, your poor heart saddens and your eyes fill with tears. You spent so much time for family and friends, yet so little time being grieved for your sins. You sped through your years consuming worldly pleasures, yet never investing in heavenly treasures. With these sobering thoughts, you begin to grow scared. It's your turn to die. You have not prepared. Year after year, you rejected God's Son. 
over and over the gospel you would shun. God's spirit which spoke to your once tender heart has now been replaced with Satan's stinging dart. Like a tale which is told, your life has flown by, your days are expired, and it's your turn to die. A piercing chill suddenly fills the air. While death enters the room like a strange nightmare, this is no dream. The time has arrived. You'll die in a moment to never be revived. All loved ones fade as death closes in. Your body lies helpless and you cannot win. With one final struggle, you grasp for your breath to find your soul in the arms of death. As loved ones gaze upon your lifeless frame, your soul makes its journey to the land of the flame. Why me, you cry. It wasn't that bad. I wasn't that bad. But then you recall all the chances you had. Time and time again, God's humble servants came, offering you salvation in Jesus' name, but you cared not for God's holy plan. You despised his servants, and from his truth you ran. Now as your feet sink into the flame, all hope is gone to trust in his name. Deeper you go into the fiery bath, having traded God's mercy for his never-ending wrath. While horror fills your soul and the pain multiplies, your screams simply fade into the smoke-filled skies as you wade through the flames seeking consolation. Though you, you encounter, those you encounter have the same condemnation. There's no one to help. There's nowhere to turn. Refuge is fled and you're left here to burn. As your loved ones back home in the world above comfort one another with words of love, they're all unaware of your sad plight beneath. Of your weeping, your wailing, and your gnashing of teeth. They'll soon gently lay your body in the ground. But of your screams below, they won't hear a sound. Never again will you see a smiling face, only faces of agony in this damnable place. No children playing with whom to share your love. Not another second with your sweetheart above. No food to eat, no water in sight. Forever you're a captive to hell's dark night. Sunsets have vanished. No mountains, no streams. Only warring flames and soul-piercing screams. At last, you now see your terror so well. When you said no to Jesus, you said yes to hell. That's the fact, my friend. Jesus himself said, Straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. We're told in the book of Deuteronomy, God says a fire has kindled mine anger and shall burn to the lowest hell and shall consume the earth with her increase and shall set on fire the foundations of the mountains. Hey, you want a good definition of a volcano? That's it right there. The foundation of a mountain set on fire. And God says in Deuteronomy, he's the one who kindled the fire. So, as I consider this matter of the day of one's death, as we're talking about Jesus Christ, the reconciling Redeemer. Let's start out in this King James Bible, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. Speaking of Jesus Christ, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he, Jesus Christ, also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death all their lifetime subject to bondage. We're told in verse 15, verse 16, For verily he, Again, Jesus Christ took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Think about that. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels. There's a good verse to show the Jehovah's Witness, the member of the Watchtower, tries to say that Jesus Christ was a created being, namely Michael the Archangel. 
Because if he was Michael the Archangel, then surely at one point he would have taken upon him the nature of angels. But he didn't, according to Hebrews 2.16. But he took on him the seed of Abraham. Jesus came down as God manifest in the flesh, and he was a Jew after the flesh. A physical descendant of Abraham, of the seed of Abraham after the flesh. As the son of Abraham. Verse 17, Wherefore all things behoved him, speaking of Jesus Christ, to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest, and things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation, there it is, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. Yes, Jesus Christ, he is the reconciling redeemer, and he has made reconciliation for the sins of the people. For the Israel of God, the church of the living God. Verse 18, for in that he, speaking of Jesus Christ himself, hath suffered being tempted. He is able to secure or uphold them that are tempted. Indeed, we're told at another point in Hebrews, for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but he was tempted in all points, like as we are tempted, yet without sin, speaking of, again, how Jesus Christ suffered being tempted. And yet there was no sin in him. He was without guile. And indeed, he is able to secure, he is able to uphold them that are tempted. Oh, we're tempted every day, child of God. We're tempted every day. We need Jesus Christ, the reconciling Redeemer, the great high priest after the order of Melchizedek to uphold us. Amen. Turn over to 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17-21. Verses 17-21. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hey, you're trying to tell me that you know Jesus Christ, the reconciling Redeemer? Trying to tell me you've said yes to him and you've said no to hell? My friend, you are not going to be the same Tom, the same Dick, the same Harry. You're not going to be the same Mary. You're not going to be the same Sherry. Once you have come in contact by faith, and that not of yourself, in the spirit of Jesus Christ. No, you're going to be a new creature. Old things are going to pass away. All things are going to become new. Verse 18. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself. There it is. Reconciled. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus Christ, the reconciling redeemer, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Hey, you're born again, you're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ tonight. What are you doing with the ministry of reconciliation? Are you pointing souls to the way, the truth, and the life? Jesus Christ? That they might be found as those elect according to foreknowledge? Chosen to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit, belief of the truth? Are you pointing them to God's only begotten Son, Jesus Christ? Hey, you best be making use of the ministry of reconciliation. As it's been granted unto you, child of God, because you're going to answer to Jesus Christ for how faithful you were as a steward of the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19 of 2 Corinthians 5. To wit that God was in Christ. Yes, the reconciling Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Jehovah God was in Him, reconciling the world unto Himself. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Hey, Christian, what are you doing with the word of reconciliation? Thank God for the word of reconciliation, because without the word of reconciliation, Jesus Christ is the word, capital W, W. without the word of reconciliation, there would be no ministry of reconciliation. But thanks to the word, 
capital W, the word being made manifest, Christ, Jesus, the reconciling redeemer. We got the word of reconciliation. Are you being a faithful steward, child of God, of the word of reconciliation? Hey, if you're not being a faithful steward of the word of reconciliation, you're sure not being a faithful steward of the minister of reconciliation. But again, just as you're going to answer for how faithful you've been with the ministry of reconciliation, you're going to answer to how faithful you've been with the word of reconciliation. Continue on, verse 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Hey, soul, child of Adam, listening, as a son or a daughter of man, I beseech you, I beg you, in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Reconciled, made right, to no longer be an enemy, as an enemy of God, but to have peace with God and become no longer an enemy, but a friend of God, in and by faith of Jesus Christ, who said, Greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. And indeed, Jesus Christ proved that greater love hath no man than he had, because he laid down his life for his friends. And ultimately, if you're the friend of God, you're going to keep his commandments. And his commandments are not going to be grievous. Verse 21 of 2 Corinthians 5, For he hath made him, speaking of Jesus, to be sin for us, who knew no sin. Again, there was no sin in Jesus, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Think about that. God is willing to make sinful men righteous in through Jesus Christ as those chosen in him before the foundation of the world that they should be holy and without blame before him in love. Hey, the only reason why being holy and without blame before God in Christ Jesus may not appeal to you listening is because you, by nature, are evil. You are a fallen son or daughter of Adam wherefore it's by one man, speaking of Adam, Sin entered into the world of death by sin. And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. That death not just being physical, but spiritual in nature. And such death has its end. As it is written, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. But may you be made righteous, having the righteousness of God, in and by Jesus Christ our Lord, I pray. May it be given unto you from heaven to know such righteousness as the righteousness of God, for by nature, you are all unrighteous. It is written in Isaiah 64, verse 6, But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousnesses are as filthy rags, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away, and we all do fade as a leaf. For what is your life? It is as even as a vapor, we're told. I believe it's in the book of James. It appeareth for a little and vanisheth away. For all men are as grass, we're told. In Isaiah... This is over the halfway point here in the Word of the King. This is Evangelist Timothy Groover. Continuing on here in the Word of the King, turn to Job chapter 19. Job chapter 19, starting in verse 23. Job writes, Oh, that my words were now written. Oh, that they were printed in the book. Well, just so happens that I'm reading Job's words as the words of the living God, inspired of God, written in a book called Job. <laughs> Praise God, he answers prayer. Amen. Verse 24 of Job 19. Job goes on, that they were written with an iron pen and led in the rock forever. Verse 25, for I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. See, Job, he had a full blessed assurance of the resurrection to come. So yes, they did have assurance back in the Old Testament. 
in and by faith of the word of God, who was revealed in the New Testament as Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God. Verse 27 of Job 19, Job goes on, Whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another, though my reins be consumed within me. Oh, I look forward to that day. Well, my Jesus, I shall see. And if you're saved and your heart's right and you're walking with God, you can say the same, that you're looking forward to that day when you're Jesus, you shall see. Hallelujah. For you know that your Redeemer liveth. You know that your Redeemer liveth. You know that, he's, that God has given assurance unto all men because he has raised Jesus Christ, the reconciling Redeemer, from the dead. We're told in Romans 10, 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved with the heart. Man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 4, 5 declares, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. For Jesus Christ our Lord, Romans 6, 23 tells us, The gift of God is eternal life. What are you doing working for a gift? Just receive it by faith, for the just shall live by faith. Hallelujah. Go on here to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, we're told. Starting in verse 11. Wherefore remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Verse 12. That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Verse 13, But now in Christ Jesus you who sometimes were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Verse 14, For he is our peace, who hath made both one, talking about Jew and Gentile, and hath broken down the middle wall petition between us. Verse 15, Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in the ordinances. For to make in himself between one new man, so making peace. Verse 16, And that he might reconcile both unto God in one body, by the cross, and slain the enmity thereby. So God, we read in verse 16, He is reconciled by Jesus Christ, the reconciling Redeemer, both Jew and Gentile, in one body, the church, the body of Christ, the Israel of God, by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. Verse 17, And came and preached peace to you that were far off, and to them that were nigh. Ephesians 2, verses 11 through 17. Turn over to Colossians 1, 14 through 23. Colossians chapter 1, verses 14 through 23. Speaking of Jesus Christ, the reconciling Redeemer, verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. There is redemption there, the Redeemer, the reconciling Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Verse 15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? Verse 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven, and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. Verse 17, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Verse 18, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead. The firstborn from the dead, a reference to his resurrection. And in all things, he, Jesus Christ, the reconciling redeemer, might have the preeminence. <laughs> He's worthy to be number one, amen. Verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in him should all fools dwell. Verse 20, And having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile, there that word reconcile is again, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven, 
Verse 21, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled, verse 22, in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister of the gospel, the good news, we're told in 1 Corinthians 15, for I delivered unto you that which I first of all received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and then he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Repent ye and believe the gospel, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Turn over to Isaiah 41, verses 13 and 14. Isaiah 41, verses 13 through 14. It is written, For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. Verse 14, Fear not, thou warm Jacob, and ye men of Israel, I will help thee, saith the Lord, and thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. Oh, there's the, uh, the Redeemer, the reconciled Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, who was manifested in the flesh as Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Hallelujah. Oh, and he's upholding me always with his right hand, and he's upholding you always with the right hand of his righteousness, child of God. Oh, may he be willing to uphold you, sinner, if you're listening and you don't know him yet. May he be known of you, and may you be known of him, and may he uphold you as well with the right hand of his righteousness. John the Baptist said in St. John 3.27, A man can receive nothing except to be given unto him from heaven. May it be given unto you from heaven to know the Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, Jesus Christ, the reconciling Redeemer. And even so, may he be given the spirit of adoption, whereby you may cry, Abba, Father, by way of the Holy Spirit, sent down from heaven. Turn over to Isaiah 44, verses 21 through 23. Slowly winding down here in the word of the king, Isaiah 44, verses 21 through 23. Starting in verse 21. Remember these, O Jacob and Israel, for thou art my servant. I have formed thee. Thou art my servant, O Israel. Thou shalt not be forgotten of me. Verse 22. God goes on to say, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, and as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Verse 23. Sing, O ye heavens. For the Lord hath done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye mountains, O forest, and every tree therein. For the Lord hath redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. Hallelujah. And finally, turn over to Romans 5. Romans 5. Verse 8. God commendeth his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Verse 10, for if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God. There it is again. We were reconciled to God by the death of his son, his son, Jesus Christ, the reconciling redeemer. Much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Verse 11, and not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Romans 3. 24. Romans 3, 24, it is written, Being justified freely by His grace, His grace, Jesus Christ, the reconciling Redeemer, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We're told, Therefore by the deeds of the law shall no flesh, therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh, be justified in His sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Romans 3, verse 20, told in verse 19, the previous verse, Now we know that what th things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are 
who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Turn over to Exodus chapter 20. We're told in Exodus chapter 20, and God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Who or what is your God tonight? He's not Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are an idolater, and all idolaters, we're told, shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. You may not bow down, as it were, to a literal statue of Mary, Buddha, or any of the gods of the Hindu world. But you may, but you do bow down to that image you see every day when you look in the mirror. It's called humanism. You worship yourself, you serve yourself in your own selfish pleasures. Again, you are an idolater. I'm told all covetousness is idolatry. And again, all idolaters have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless and taketh his name in vain. Blasphemy. You blaspheme the name of God, using his name lightly and without godly fear. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. The seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy man's servant, nor thy maid servant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is... And rest of the seventh day, wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that the days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Behold, whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer hath eternal life abide in him. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Jesus said, Whosoever looketh upon a woman to lust after her hath committed adultery with her already in his heart. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Behold, all liars shall their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Thou shalt not covet the neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet the neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. We're told, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. You, as a transgressor of God's holy law, have sinned, and you must be born again. We're told, as many as received him, speaking of Jesus, to them gave ye power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Salvation is of the Lord. Believe on him and be saved today as it's given unto you from heaven. This has been the word of the King. God bless you and yours.